Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, episode 40 of the Talking Power podcast. I am Nick DeCember, our co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini. He's unable to make it to this podcast, so you just got me for this one. Uh, lots happening at the moment. Um, so look, we'll, we've we um, had a busy couple of weeks, Simon and myself. Um, um, and also, we've um, also got down to the Collie Motorplex Um Stu Bond, one of our sponsors of the show, got us down there and um, caught up with a few of the participants in the 24-hour of lemons. So there'll be a video of that coming up on Facebook in the coming days and on YouTube. But anyway, we did a number of interviews down there. So our big thanks go out to um, Stu Bond of WA Suspensions, of course. Also, Angie Ayres from Spirit Radio FM. James Rowland of, from Team Gemini. And also Josh and Mike from Balls Out Racing. Um, they're raising money for prostate cancer research. So look, um, let's get stuck straight into it. We caught up with them. Uh, let's have a listen. Okay, I'm here with longtime sponsor, longtime friend of the podcast, Stewie Bond. Stewie, how are you? Nick, it's a beautiful day and I'm fantastic. I can't say it's a fantastic day and I'm beautiful. I'd be lying. <laughs> Stu, tell us a bit about the... Um, the Mitsubishi Lancer. Um, you've put together. A, I mean, you, you're obviously the backbone of the team. You've you pieced all the sponsors together. The car. Tell us a bit about it. Um, well, I'm the credit card of the team. Uh, th- there's very little thinking to be done with this. It, I think a lot of people overthink it and try to turn it into a very serious race. We were invited to participate a couple of years ago by the people at uh, Red FM Spirit Radio. Um, Paul Pernicelli. Uh, found the car at an auction for a couple of hundred bucks, then flicked it to us. Uh, we found roll cages and safety gear and everything and basically serviced the car. And my attitude was if I can make the car as safe as possible, imagine my kids are going to be driving this car, then uh, then we'll have a good time. There will be no tragedies. And uh, it's just accidentally been a good thing. It's a 1600 naturally aspirated Mitsubishi front wheel drive. Um, doesn't go fast enough to wear the brakes out. <laughs> doesn't go you know, RPM enough to wear the engine out and yeah this is our third year with the same car came second last year um, I think we did about 1700 kilometers in it last year and yeah we're out there going round and round in circles and thanks to uh, Tony's Auto Wreckers Paul and the team out there for finding the car for us um, 
Uh, my crew, Danny and Lachlan, love driving it. Uh, I've got a new fellow that's working with me now, Mark, coming down to have a drive tomorrow. And most importantly, um, Spirit Radio, Red FM, Angie, all her team. Um, we wouldn't be here having fun if they weren't telling us that we're going down to Collie to have fun. That's one thing I have noticed, Stu, is it, it is a lot of fun uh, and you're really enjoying yourself. And the, even though there's a spirit of competition amongst the pits, um, you all band together. The car, the Falcon over there, had brake issues before and they put an announcement on the PA to ask for help. And I think just about every person ran over there to give them a hand and get that car back out on the track. Well, we, we just want to go and do laps. The guys have got the attitude that they're racing against themselves. They want to set a new personal best. If they're constantly doing that, if they can maintain the car, you know, quick uh, turnarounds when they do the refuels, get it back out onto the track, we know we're going to finish okay. But the cars that are overtaking us now are going to be limping home tomorrow afternoon. I mean, it's a long, long race. Um, started at 8 this morning. It's gonna, probably going to go till 6 today. Uh, the guys did four hours sorting themselves out yesterday, getting a new driver experienced in the car. Um, and tomorrow, yeah, 8 o'clock start, possibly 5 o'clock finish. It's a, it's a long, long day, and that's why I think that the less effort you put into making the car fast, the more effort you put into making it reliable, the, the better off you are. You're going to have a lot of fun. Look, I think you're probably selling yourself a little bit short. I, I, I thought my impression of the car was pretty zippy in the first stint this morning, so um, it may have slowed up a little bit this afternoon, but I was, I was quite impressed by the speed of the car, actually. Well, I think, um, I think Danny was getting around, uh, his PBs are 57, um, I know Lockie's run a 59 or a, a 60 second lap, Angie's just got out of the car, she had her turn, uh, she's out there for about an hour and a half, and, and she gets into the, uh, the low one minute, so you know, 105, 106, the, the car is just consistent though, you watch it down the straights, the V8s and the other cars go blasting past it, by the time they come back it's back in front of them again at the next straight. Well, we're very lucky that Collie have stayed with a short course, it suits our little car, um, we'd still race this car on the long course, but we know that we'd be you know, getting a flog and we'd probably have to hide nitrous in it or something. Because, yeah, that, that it just, it, it won't go any quicker than it goes. It's just going to be what it is and, yeah, that they're happy just to lap. Yeah, no, definitely. It's an impressive little unit. Is there any sponsors, uh, apart from the ones you've already mentioned, or anyone else you, you want to thank? Well, Dick Ward helped us out at Go Gear. Um, we, we needed to update our seatbelts. They went out of um, out of date last year. Um, oh yeah, you guys talking power for coming down and showing some interest. And this, I think, this is a great event um, over east where they've got a larger population base and the races are closer into the cities. They get 70, 80, 90 cars show up. There's no reason we couldn't you know, really have a big day down here with 40 or 50 cars. And it's not a big investment. I mean, the, the car came from the auctions. Paul hasn't told me how much he paid for it, but you know, it was from the auctions. Um, I put a Bonds roll cage into it, which cost me about 1,700 bucks. It's got a good seat. It's got a good seat belt. So there's another five or 600 bucks. Fire extinguisher. And everything else is just what you do after work while you're having a beer and a chat. You know, I, I, I'm really sorry I showed the guys that we had some uh, pink spray paint at work. They've, they've just gone feral on it. Our theme this year is Playboy, and uh, it's a complete 
uh, sexual reversal. We're, we're going with the um, Ange is the Playboy mogul and all the boys are meant to be her bunnies running the car around and yeah, they look pretty good in those ears. I think it's okay. They do. They do look very good actually in the ears. It's um, uh, it's interesting and it's quite... Uh, it's One of the other things I've noticed here is also the spirit of dressing up and, and you know, in particular themes. We were talking earlier with Josh from... Um, in the Commodore, raising money for men's prostate cancer as well. So it's really, it's really good to see some of the, some of the themes. Some of the cars, like the Where, Where's Wallys, those guys are in uniform all weekend. Um, the Pope Mobile this year was a uh, a blue car last year. Well, the first time it came down, it's a Volvo station wagon. They had a coffin in the back, and the guys were in full mourning suits for two days. You know, so some of the teams really, really get involved, turned it into a fancy dress weekend, have an excellent time. My guys are a bit too shy for that. They're not really attention whores. So, so we just sort of push them gently towards the theme and make sure that they're having fun. And that's it. You, know? you make them do something they don't want to do. They're not having fun. You make sure that it's their idea and they're having a great time. No, that's right, Stu. All right, Stu, look, thanks for your time today. Um, um, and thanks for your time. And thanks for helping us out also with the springs on the, um, our, our radio car. That's, uh, that's Unfortunately, Simon couldn't be here today. He's busy working on that as we speak right now, getting that ready for tech tomorrow. So, um, and I'm, yeah, so a lot of work going in there. And, and thanks very much for your help with that car as well. Not a problem, mate. And thank you for the support that you guys are giving all the motorsports in WA, the local races, and actually telling some of my friends what's happening in Formula One and, and getting a little deeper into some of the uh, the international um, series. Uh, it, it's good for them to, to know what's happening in the rest of the world so they can start to appreciate how good they're doing themselves. No, that's right. No, thanks, Stu. I appreciate your time today. Cheers. Okay, I'm here with Angie from Spirit Radio. She's just got out of the car after a Two and a half hours stint, which is, or two? Oh, okay. One and a half. I might be over embellishing, but it was a long stint anyway. Anyway, Angie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. It's weird being on the other side of the microphone, so it's mixing things up for me all over the shop today. That's all right. Thanks for joining us. Um, what was that like? It was a reasonable stint, wasn't it? It's so hectic for somebody that has no experience in car racing whatsoever, nor has ever watched a car race before. Um, getting in behind the wheel and actually getting your hands dirty and giving it a crack is one of the most adrenaline pumping things I've ever done. And last year I did the same thing. I came out with just this massive smile on my face, my hand shaking for about 15 minutes. So I'm in the sort of the same state at the moment. To be honest, I mean, you, you're, you, as you just said, you've got no experience in racing, but you, you seem to, I was watching you out there for a while, you pick your lines after, you know, a couple of laps and you seem to be increasing in speed. It's, um, you're doing quite well, I must say. Why, thank you. Um, I think it's really funny because the same sort of thing happened last year. When I first went out on the track, I was obviously easy pickings and, you know, people overtaking me left, right and centre to start with. But by the end of my little session, people would eventually catch up to me and they would, you know, go to just overtake me real easily. And then that next minute, they've actually got to work for it this time round. So it's, it's funny seeing people's behaviour change on the track um, as my own skill level and confidence sort of increases. But... Um, I think I shaved three seconds off my time there, so you know I'll hopefully shave a few more seconds off when I have another crack tomorrow. So you are you're back in the car tomorrow um, late, later in the day. Hundred percent, yeah. I think we've got enough drivers to see us out till sunset tonight, but uh, definitely tomorrow we're having another go. How does the car feel? I mean, did you feel like the brakes were fading, or was getting away from you at the end there, or was it still just as good as when you hopped in? The only thing I know, and like I said, you know, full disclosure, not mechanically minded here, but the only thing I noticed was 
by the end of it, when I was coming around the chicanes and kind of like getting on the brakes heavy, there was a bit of a wobble to it, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Look, you mean you've got a good team behind you anyway, the guys from WA Suspensions, they're, they're well-versed in, in remedying these sorts of things. Um, anyone you need to thank or some sponsors you need to thank or anyone you want to mention? Oh, so many people make this event happen. Firstly, the guys that put on 24 Hours of Lemons Australia do such a phenomenal job because, yes, at the end of the day, it is a car race and, you know, someone wins and whatever, but it's really the community spirit that everybody brings and especially the West Australian event. Everybody goes next level uh, with dressing up their cars and their teams, which I personally think is, like, one of my favourite parts about it. Um, so the organisers, Sean and Greg and everyone, they do such a phenomenal job. But also, of course... You know, this was a big competition on Spirit Radio where we got one of our listeners to come with us and be a driver. So thank you so much to WA Suspensions, uh, Tony's Auto Wreckers, the Collie River Valley Tourist Park and Tulma. And of course, Spirit Radio and our listeners who all entered the competition to come down and Adrian from Leinster, who's doing a phenomenal job as our driver. He was a good winner. You know, he was he was very quick as well, I must say. I um, was watching him as well and he's quite good. Very good. All right, Angie, look, thanks for your time coming on the podcast. Um, where, where can we listen to you? Oh, thanks for having me, Nick. It's, uh, it's a weird thing to be on a RevHead podcast, but thanks for having me in my, uh, what's the word, layman's terms of talking about racing. Um, if you ever want to tune into Spirit Radio, you can listen online. Um, I'm on air for the breakfast show Monday to Friday from 6 till 10. Uh, but if you are listening from regional West Australia, well then, you know, make sure you use the text line number, text in, say g'day. Um, I, my signal goes all the way from Lanceland to Kununurra, all the mine sites, and out to the Northern Goldfield. So it's a big old patch of WA. It is. Look, I must admit, I spent a lot of time in the country, my full-time gig, and um, yeah, like listening to the Spirit Radio all the time. It's quite good. Rock and roll. That's what it's all about. Classic rock. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Nick. You're a ledge. Okay, I'm here with James Rowland. A lot of our listeners would know him from Drag Race and Fan. James, you're down here at the 24 Hours of Lemons. How'd your stint go? Uh, yeah, it went uh, quite well. Um, pretty pleased with the cars improvements that we've made this year and um, yeah, did uh, a few good lap times and uh, didn't crash into anything, so that's a bonus. It's always good. Tell us a bit about the team. You're, you're running a Gemini there, a pretty unique looking Gemini. I don't see any others out there, so tell us a bit about the car and the team. Uh, so basically, um, last year, a bunch of uh, my friends that we went to uni with, um, we decided uh, to uh, enter the race and uh, we wanted a small rear-wheel drive uh, car that was relatively simple it didn't have any major electronics or anything like that in it so uh, yeah we found a Gemini and 600 bucks later we had it and got it ready for uh, lemons last year so it's your second year doing this um you seem to be pretty stout out there a bit uh, cars running well no dramas uh, yeah, a lot better this year. Um, last year we had the standard Gemini brakes on it and um, yeah, we chewed through brake pads in a couple of hours and uh, had to uh, fashion our own ones up by the end of the weekend. So a um, bit better brakes and a um, bit of an engine tune and yeah, it runs well. Well, as I said, a lot of our listeners would know you. So you're pretty versed in those sort of mechanical situations or fixing things on the hop. Been um, drag racing uh, tuner for a number of years now. Tell us uh, how how's that that's all going and what, what you'll be doing this year. I'll be with uh, Andrew Catavardis with the Beach Bomb. Um, we're planning on doing, I think, four or five meetings this year and um, hopefully uh, improve on the times that we ran towards the end of last year and then um, further further to that, maybe some races on the East Coast. So, 
No, excellent, James. That's really good. Um, sponsors or anyone you want to thank or who helped you out get the get the Gemini here today? Uh, really, just um, probably probably the guys. They've you know really all chipped in and, and done a really good job together um, and worked worked as a team quite well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think probably all our partners for uh, letting us spend all the late nights in the shed. No, it's a, it's time consuming. This sort of this sort of. Um sport or activity but uh, as I said to our other people that we've been interviewing today I'm I'm amazed by the camaraderie and the, the, the spirited effort that everyone helps each other out and it's a it's a really fun day down here or a fun couple of days actually and oh, I take my hat off to all the teams and and the spirit and the, their involvement yeah I think um, it's just a big achievement to finish like last year we managed to get through you know, 800 odd laps and the car was still going, um, so I think where everyone is happy to help anyone to be able to get their car across the finish line come sort of six o'clock tomorrow kind of deal. No, definitely, James. Well, look, James, thanks for your time for coming on the podcast today, and we really appreciate that. Um, um, we hope to we'll see you down to the track, no doubt. Yes, we'll be there, and um, yeah, give it a good shake-up, hopefully. No worries, James. Thanks for that. Okay, I'm here with Josh from Balls Out Racing. Um, Josh, tell us a bit about your car. Well, it's just an old VL Commodore, three litre. Um, the guys found it in a farmer's paddock, been sitting there for about five years, done I think roughly about 300,000 Ks, and yeah, sold it to us nice and cheap under the rules for lemons, and we come down and fix it up and have a bit of fun. It's an interesting car. Do you want to elaborate on the appendage hanging on the roof? <laughs> yeah, well, the, na the name of the team's Balls Out Racing, and we're raising money for prostate cancer, so... We got some polysiring blocks and decided that we'd try and promote the cause a bit more and someone carved out a large appendage and um, put it on the roof and we bolted it to the roof of the car. So it's getting getting a few weird looks, but it's yeah everyone's understanding what we're doing and having good fun with it. Look, I know the event is, is good fun and it's done in uh, a good spirit, but it's pretty competitive, competitive here, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is pretty competitive. Like Everyone's races at heart. Um, so everyone's having a real red hot go, as as you'd say, and um, I'll say it is more of a fun event. But once the red, once the guys cross onto the track and the red mist takes over, it's game on. It's one of the things that surprised me, to be frank. Uh, I haven't been to this event before. Um, when I came here today, I was surprised by the outright speed of these cars, and they're not hanging around, are they? No, they're not. You know, like some of the some of the cars in front, they're doing uh, 57, 58 second laps. And we're sitting about the 60, 61 seconds. So it's all, we're pretty moving. They're not, for, for stock standard cars that have had very little to fix up, they're going pretty well. Yeah, so the car itself, you, you fit the mandatory safety stuff. What other modifications are uh, required? As, well, as little as possible, like safety is the paramount, so you can do whatever to make it safe. But besides that, we've done nothing. Um, we've run it the last couple of years and just all we do on the all we do we let it sit in the shed for 11 months of the year and then give it a check up freshen up what we have to just make sure the motor the gearbox everything's still going okay and then fuel her up and away we go so not very much at all some teams try to but the organizers are pretty cluey that you've if you've done something to it to spice it up and they'll they'll pick you on it so it's hard to get away with it tell us a bit about some of the penalties i know the penalties are wide and varying can you tell us about some of them um, well, there hasn't been actually many this year, surprisingly yet, but day, day still early, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But you can come from anywhere with um, 
I think a couple of t- couple of years ago, a couple of teams got glad wrapped together and had a megaphone, had to walk around the whole pit saying sorry for running off the track. Um, a few guys have come in, had to shoot basket- little kids' basketballs in the hoops, kids' jigsaw puzzles, all, all fun stuff, nothing. But, yeah, just to say, enough to say, slow down, we know what you're doing. No, fair enough. That's fair enough. As I said, the event is... Um it's a, more of a fundraising event, but it is a spirited competition out there, to say the least. Yeah, it is, it is very spirited. Like I say, being over here in WA, we don't get many motorsport events to happen, so everyone's using it as a bit of a chance to get out there, and it's, yeah, fairly competitive. <laughs> no, that's great. Josh, uh, any sponsors you want to mention? Yeah, so we've got, first of all, uh, Jason Boyer at CSC Performance. He's driven us with us for the last few years, and he does does all the maintenance and the me- uh, mechanical work on the car for us. Um, we've got Auto One Armadale. They've come on board this year and supplied us with some oils and other bits and pieces to help keep the car running. Uh, Mestor, uh, for, they're a metal engineering company. They've come on board again for the, this year. New Start Plumbing, Cossack Plumbing Service, uh, AJ Cochran and Sons. Also, we have um, Sunset Coast Automotive Detailing and Carpenter Cabinets. So, and there's quite a few more behind-the-scenes guys that don't want to have their name on the car that is happy to donate and you know for a good cause, so they're happy to help out. No worries, Josh. We can, can we find you on Facebook or a website? Yep, we've got we've got our Facebook page, Facebook page, Balls Out Racing, um, on there, and then we've also also got an Instagram page which we just started up today. So, Balls Out Racing there again, and yeah, we're all on there having a having a bit of fun, showing what we're doing, and yeah, raising helping raise money for the cause. Well, good luck with it, Josh. You um, you actually won most laps raced last year. How how are you travelling so far today? Yeah, we're on, we're on track so far. We won yeah did most laps last year. We did I think just under a thousand laps, nine hundred and ninety four laps. So we um we're on track so far. We're just today is just about it's just about getting through today and then making the big push tomorrow. But we're on track to roughly do about the same this year. So see how we go. All right, Josh. Thanks for your time today, and thanks for coming on the Talking Power podcast. Thanks. Pleasure, no problem at all. Okay, I'm here with one of the drivers from the Balls Out Racing. I'm here with Mike. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Mike. No problems at all, mate. Good as gold. Mike, tell us a bit about the... uh, Well, Josh gave us a rundown of the team before, but tell us a bit about your experience with the team. Well, I've... I've, I'm in the 60s, so I've just been motor racing most of my life. Started off on dirt bikes and boats and cars and go-karts and all the rest of it. And uh, I've actually got a VH Commodore that I race at Barbagallo and I'm fortunate enough to take to the Eastern States and compete over there. Just, you know, ticking boxes sort of thing before I get too old to do it. And uh, about three years ago, uh, we just you know, heard about this bloody lemons thing. You 24 hours of lemons. Got to give that a go. So uh, myself and four other guys sort of went out and bought a... Well, we didn't bought, we swapped a, a four four-wheel drive tyres and wheels for this VL Commodore that had been sitting outside in the beside a barn somewhere in some property somewhere and all the rats and God knows else that had lived in it for quite a few years. And uh, we got her up and running and um, that's the car we're competing in today. So it started... Well, this is its third... Um, 24-hour race. Um, it's just a, it's just a three-liter Nissan uh, in the uh, VL Commodore with a five-speed gearbox, and we've put a limited slip diff in it, and uh, away we go. It's 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 good, cheap, cheerful motorsport. It is uh, cheap and cheerful, and uh, not only that, the um, the spirit of the competition is is quite good here. And I'm actually surprised by how fast these cars actually get around, given that they're supposedly pretty stock standard. 
Exactly. Yeah, look, um, we're hovering around about 60, 61, 62 seconds, and that's the cars in a pretty happy place there. Uh, there's a couple of Falcons here, the, the automatics too, which is pretty good. They're doing 58s, but uh, of course you've got to do that for 24 hours. So the case, the story is just get to the happy spot when you know, all your temperatures are good, you're not frying up tyres or brakes or whatever, and just go round and round and round in circles and just keep keep your nose clean. So that's pretty well the, yeah, the secret to it, just steady, steady. You know, it's the old tortoise and hare trick, you know, you don't necessarily have to be really fast. You just got to do as many laps as you can. So we're hoping, but we're hoping to do a thousand laps around here. We did nine hundred eighty-five laps last year. And we're hoping to do a thousand this year. So uh, yeah. You guys actually completed the most laps last year. You're hoping to do the same again, obviously. Yeah, listen, we're currently sitting about fourth at the moment. Uh, we're just sort of getting close to the end of Saturday, but of course we've got all of tomorrow to go, so we could, you could, we could be any, we could have mechanical problems ourselves. Uh, those other guys could have issues as well, so it, 24 hours is a long time in motorsport. So, uh, yeah, just fingers crossed, and uh, it is what it is when we finish the event, but uh, to finish the event and win, you get a little poxy bloody little plastic trophy that's worth about two dollars but then there's the other trophies that the organizers here give you a beautiful trophy for best uh, best team uh, yeah because it's all theme type thing and uh best car and the uh, the the prize one is the spirit of the event team uh, award so the, the guys are here with the best spirit so there's guys driving forwards giving guys with holdings of helping hands so just a lot of really good camaraderie going on it's awesome really good yeah, there certainly is. That's one of the things that I noticed um, being here today. This is the first time I've been here, and I'm I'm really impressed by it. And the, the camaraderie is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is just, just a whole lot of blokes and girls. Not well, not too many girls, but there's more blokes and just getting in and having a bloody good long weekend of motorsport. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So raising money for men's prostate cancer. Most definitely, I've got a, I'm fairly passionate about it because I'm actually a survivor of prostate cancer. I, um, my wife sort of suggested I go in and get a just check up when I was 48, and I was, my test was a little bit on the high side. So every year in March, I'd, I'd go and have a, a blood test, and it was all going okay. Okay, then about you know, when I was in my sort of mid 50s, oh gee, this it's up a little bit. So uh, I went and uh, had the uh, physical check, as it were, and uh, the, 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 my prostate was inflamed, and I went into hospital the next day and had a biopsy, and sure enough, my prostate was chock-a-block full of cancer. So a week later, I was in, in getting surgery, and my whole prostate was taken out. So uh, I was very, very lucky with early detection that uh, it didn't go onto my kidneys, bowels. Yeah, it's, that's, and that's when you notice, that's when you know you've got uh, prostate, or you've got cancer, it's when your prostate's full and it goes on and affects other parts of your body. It's so early detection is the secret. That's what we've got to make all, every bloke aware of. Yeah, most certainly. I think it is a very important message that we get out there. And I'll take my hat off to you guys for doing that. I mean, I know the appendage on the top of the car is, um, is, is yeah, fairly obvious, but I still think it's a message that needs to get home to, to, to men of, um, you know, in that sort of age group. There's far too many good blokes that work bloody hard all their lives and just through ignorance die way too early. You know, it's just, it's just, and there's, it has no qualms. You know, old guys, young guys, fat guys, skinny guys. It's bloody plus prostate cancer, and the same as women with breast cancer. You know, so just, yeah, you, know, you just gotta, gotta be proactive and get a test. No, definitely, definitely. All right, Mike. Look, thanks for your time for coming on the podcast. Um, uh, we can follow you at uh, on your Facebook page as well. Twenty the um, balls out. Twenty four of Le Mans. Yes, 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 that's it. Yep. No worries. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good on you, man. Thank you. 
All right, so a big thanks to those guys and girls for, for their time down at the Collie Motorplex for the 24-hour lemons. And I must urge you, if you um, don't know about the 24-hour lemons, get down there next year. It's in, on in September again next year. It's very, very worthwhile the visit. Uh, I really enjoyed the day. And um, the spirit of camaraderie, it has, it's very high. So, no, I highly recommend it. It was a great, great few days down there. Also very important to um, just to note, um, yeah, just to, for those men that listening, um, if you haven't had yourself checked, get, get yourself checked, uh, as Mike said, um, you know, doesn't take, doesn't take long, get yourself checked out. Uh, it's very important that, um, that we get the message out there. And um, for those of you who are a similar age to myself and older, uh, get yourself checked. All right. Well, look, we've had um, some other motorsport events happening at the moment. Uh, MotoGP, we had the San Marino GP. Um, once again, we saw Marquez pull off the unbelievable, um, fell off in qualifying where he low sided the bike. With 6 minutes 27, he managed to run and get a ride on the moped back to the pits. Uh, had gravel in his eye still and um, still managed to qualify quite Got, got the bike up there, not on pole, but uh, he still did a, a great job. Jorge Lorenzo got pole from Jack Miller, Maverick Vinales, and Andre Davizioso uh, were on the front grid. Um, unfortunately, four laps into the race, Jack Miller had an incident, and uh, he was pretty much out of the race. Uh, Dovi got out to a good lead, uh, skipped away. It's really good to see the Ducati going really well at the moment. And... Um, Jorge and Marquez really battled it out uh, from that point onwards. Um, as it turned out on the second last lap, Jorge dropped the bike and uh, gave a second spot basically to Marquez. Um, so Dovi went on to win in Misano, which was their first time for a Ducati since 2007. So that's an interesting stat there. The Formula One continues on. Uh, this, this race was from Singapore. Qualifying, we didn't get the expected result. Uh, it is has been a Ferrari hunting ground, Singapore, but Lewis Hamilton had other ideas this year and uh, got the car, the Mercedes, on pole. Second spot was Max Verstappen, third, uh, Sebastian Vettel, Valtteri Bottas in fourth, Kimi Räikkönen in fifth, and Daniel, our boy Daniel, was in sixth. So, uh, again, we saw another first lap incident in the race, which is now becoming quite common in Formula One. Uh, this time it was between teammates, Perez and Ocon. Um, the, the two weren't really drawn into much, well, Ocon during the race wasn't drawn into much comment regarding the incident. Uh, just basically no comment was his only comment. Um, however, Perez's frustration would boil over um, later in the race when he got stuck behind uh, Sergei Sorokin. Now, it's interesting... Um, he got put in that position when he was pitted relatively early, and I'm not quite sure why he came into the pit that early. Um, he ended up coming out into the track behind uh, Sorokin. Now, in my opinion, I felt that he had the right, uh, Sergei, that is, to, to hold that spot. I don't feel that Perez had the pace to get around him. Um, Perez, after numerous... Uh, communication back to the pit was asking Charlie Whiting to get involved in the incident and and let him let him by. 
Um, I don't think that was appropriate. But look, I'm going to put a, a post on Facebook or a comment where you can make some commentary because we saw this actually unfold during the race uh, quite a few times where um, I think there was a lot of a lot of passing and a lot of well not passing a lot of um, what's the word but a lot of um, angst back back in the grid um, further back which made for great TV I felt um, however Perez in the end ultimately got frustrated managed to get around Sorotkin and um, Sergei uh, fought back and then the two Perez actually drove into the side of him and that was um, ended up getting a five second stop go penalty after that and that pretty much put an end to his race I think even uh, Perez agreed that he didn't handle it in the best manner but um, as it turned out that's what would happen and not to be outdone Grosjean also got a penalty for not yielding on the blue flag um, in in my opinion, I felt that Grosjean he probably did hold up Lewis and and um, Verstappen who were charging were charging hard. But what people have to remember is Grosjean was trying to pass Sorotkin as well, uh, and he's having a fight of his own. Now he may be a lap down, we understand that, but I still think he has the right to race or try and pass. So he's having a bit of a battle. Ended up getting caught up with Lewis and Verstappen. He ended up getting a, a penalty for that. Um, so I think Grosjean is three points away from receiving a grid penalty, which will be interesting to see. I, I didn't quite agree with that. Valdry Bottas, we also had a whinge as well. He felt that Nico Hulkenberg was holding him up. Um, unfortunately, the rules state that you need to be within 1.2 seconds to have the blue flag shine. He was not really that close to him. Um, so Bottas really needs to... wasn't able to get around Nico. Um... And I'm not quite sure. I, I know he could have got closer to him. I know the air is disrupted, but however, I'm not quite understanding how uh, what Charlie Whiting was to do in that situation. At the end of the day, it didn't matter much for Hamilton. He ended up going on to win. Um, and I think Mercedes played it quite well. Ferrari really pitted Vettel, in my opinion, a little bit too early. Came back out with... Um, Super softs, which weren't really in the position to get him home from that part of the race, also put him out when he came back out into the racing line. He put him out basically behind Verstappen, which was pretty much the end of the race. So he wasn't able to take make use of those ultra softs in the end. Closing positions are Lewis Hamilton first, Max Verstappen second, and Sebastian Vettel in third. He now puts Lewis Hamilton 40 points ahead with six races to go in the championship. Uh, not looking likely uh, that um, Sebastian can pull this one off. Sandown 500 was run this weekend as well. Another another big... It's a lead-up to Bathurst, basically. Uh, 500 kilometres. Now, only two safety car interventions for the entire race, which was um, interesting, to say the least. A lot of... Um, retro liveries this 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 race and I, I really enjoyed that actually i think it's a good way of paying respect to previous cars and races from from the years before i, I really like the djr penske car running the shell sierra livery Aerobus ran the chickadee vk commodore livery um and the um, preston higher commodore ran a uh, very reminiscent b and h benson and hedges livery so it's great to see those cars um uh, looking in that manner um, 
It was really a clean sweep for Triple Eight, as, as it would turn out. Jamie Winkup, Paul Dumbrell would end up winning the race. Earl Bamba and Shane Van Gisbergen, uh, two New Zealanders there, come second. And in third spot was Steve Richards and Craig Lowndes. So they really cleaned the floor, um, the Triple Eight team. Um, interesting, speaking of Triple Eight, uh, rumour has it that the Simona Di Silvestro talks uh, with Triple Eight have stalled now. Uh, it's not looking likely that she will be coming to the team. Uh, it appears as though um, she's been travelling backwards and forwards to Switzerland regularly, um, and it's probably not likely that she'll be coming back to Australia, and it also appears, though, that Roland has, um, won't be looking like not running the third car next year. So uh, it's a bit sad for the, for the sport, I think, but um, if we lose Simona, I think she's got great talent. Uh, and it would be great to see her in a, a better car, better than the, the Nissan Denaltima. But uh, unfortunately, this stage is not looking likely. Speaking of the Sandown 500, we also had an incident in the Touring Car Masters, which was very reminiscent of last year's incident with Jason Gomesol. Um, we had um, Marcus Sakanovic in his brand new, it was a brand new Touring Car Masters XD Falcon. Uh, went off in the, exactly the same place as Jason's Tirana did. Uh, so it was really sad to see that. Luckily, he was okay. Uh, cars heavily damaged. Next race for the supercars is will be the Bathurst 1000. So we look forward to that. Okay, the Hot Rod Magazine Drag Week was on this week. Filling co-host Luke Newhoff was actually there once again. And... Uh, got some great video content so if you get on the street machine website or go to the street machine facebook page and luke has done some really great video there so try and get on there we're going to endeavor to catch up with luke in the coming weeks uh to just to get his take on on what happened over there but just quickly to just to cover off on drag week tom bailey in the unlimited class ended up winning uh, WA boy John Ferroni came third in the Unlimited and uh, once again it seems to have a lot of dramas over in Drag Week but hats off to John to to get over to Drag Week and to actually drive your car from and I'll give you the rundown this is Atlanta Dragway then Darlington Dragway ZMAX Dragway Bristol Motor Speedway and back to Atlanta again uh, that's in five days obviously and to do that in a seven-second car is, is is amazing. And they have to drive, obviously, with a car, and they tow the necessary spare parts if if they if they have them. So um, big shout-out to John Ferroni from WA, um, coming third in the Unlimited class. His, his average was 7.7 seconds, so big hats off to him. Uh, Harry Haig, you may have heard us talk about him on the podcast before. He competed in Super Street Big Block Power Adder class in what they call the Aussie Chevelle. He went 872, and it was enough to put him in the second place for that class. So I just want to mention to some of the other Australian guys over there, Brian Jensen and his Alex Tirana. Um, he's been going there uh, quite, for quite some time, and he, he um, this was the third time he's won a trophy. In He ran in Super Street Big Block Naturally Aspirated. His average time was a 9.7. Uh, Robbie Abbott, he went over in a Malibu wagon. Now, he had some dramas in 
he got the car over there, but his engine was held up in customs, so he had to use another engine. So he rent 1379. Jamie Farmer, you may remember us talk about Jamie last year on the podcast. His Falcon Ute was unfortunately also held up in customs. Um, so he had to purchase or use, I'm not quite sure what he did, but he used a, a, a Fox Body Mustang and his best time was at 11.63. So big hats off to Jamie to go over there and you sort of get caught out with not having your car there and to to continue on and actually use another car, that's hats off to him. Also, Ross and Brendan Gult, uh in their 55 Chev, their average was uh, mid-11s. And Ben Neal with his Toyota Cresta, um, they finished off with a mid-nine second for the week. So hats off to the Australians that made it over there. And also, just a quick mention to Ben Paganoni in his F6 Ute and Tanya Thompson. Unfortunately, their vehicles were also held up in customs, so they weren't able to compete. However, they did get over there. All right, well, look, that brings this podcast to a close. Um, thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks for all your comments. Um, also, just again, shout out to Stu at WA Suspensions for the invite down to uh, the 24-hour of lemons. Uh, thanks, thanks for your support, Stu. Um, also, big shout out, big one, this one to the track and Andra staff at the tech inspection and the staff at uh, Custom Cars and Coffee. Uh, seamless service there on the um, on the weekend. We had the we had a car teched. Simon Simon's car was teched on the weekend. Uh, we'll talk more about that in coming episodes. I don't want to disclose too much, but yeah, got the car through tech and it was just a. Rolled in, rolled out, really, the guys did really well there. Also, just another shout-out to Breno, David, Travis, and Trevor, and Simon, you know, for all their work during the week on the said car. Won't disclose too much there. And also, if you're going to be down at the track for the Nostalgias, make sure you come and say hello. I'll be there. We'll be doing a podcast from the Nostalgias. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you come over and say hello. Grab a sticker. And uh, would love, love to see you down there. All right, well, look, that will bring this episode to a close. Sorry, it was just myself, and you had to listen to my boring voice. Um, but, yeah, uh, our apologies about that. Uh, Simon will be back in, in the coming episodes. All right, everyone, um, yeah, like us, share us on Facebook. Also, go to our website. All the podcasts are there. Uh, get on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Podbean, or wherever you get your good uh podcast from and download us there all right thanks everyone take care talking power stresses all characters and events on this podcast even those based on real people are entirely fictional all celebrity voices are impersonated poorly We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.